This is episode 141 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we talk about the power of self-loading. The episode is for all of you that think, oh, I just need to be tougher on myself to change. If it's you, you want to stay tuned. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. I have created an audio training entitled How to Change Any eating habit, specifically the one that is sabotaging you, three strategies to create the consistency and confidence you need to change your eating habit without willpower or discipline. I did this in order to help women like yourself engage with food in a completely different perspective so that they stop craving, overeating, binging, and using food to feel better. You can put an end to the cycle of frustration, the all-or-nothing mindset, and shame towards your own body and become a motivated, consistent, focused, and self-loving version of yourself. This free audio training is about the why we eat, how we eat, so that the what we eat can be easy, effortless, and pleasurable. So if you are ready to step into the new version of yourself so that you can change how you interact with food, head over to stephaniedodzie.com slash training right now. Hey ladies, this is me, Stephanie, and today is all about self-hatred, self-loading, the concept of self-punishment to achieve to motivate yourself towards behavior change. And maybe it's about food behavior change. Maybe it's about weight. And if it's you, you're not alone. I have been there for years, likely since the age of one year old. (laughs) You'll get to understand why very quickly. This episode was actually inspired by a survey that I did with some of my customers. I'm a huge feedback person. And honestly, that's what contributed massively to my success thus far in my life. Personal success and work success. Corporately, I was a huge proponent of feedback, employee survey, customer feedback, having mentor and coaches. And honestly, that to me is the only way we get better is by being pointed out what we're doing well and what we need to do better. And in fact, that's why I love podcast reviews. And I'm going to share one with you. It's been a while since I shared some review, but I want you to know that it has a tremendous impact on how I create this content, why I create it, 
because I listen to what you're saying to me. So here's this one that recently came in. And it's very similar to a lot of comments lately, people who are saying they just discovered your podcast. And this particular lady says, I have been binge listening, your series, your advice, every episode hits me and touches me. You guide us through the web of perfectionism, the struggle of control, self-love, etc. It's absolutely what I need to listen to, big bolded capital letter. And I re-listen over and over again right now. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Please keep doing this podcast. You have touched me and helped so many of us. So thank you very much for you leaving. You didn't leave your name, unfortunately, but thank you for leaving this review. If you recognize yourself, it really means the world to me. And it's my fuel. It's how I put fuel in the tank. So I'm a huge believer in feedback and in coaching. And so anyway, I did this survey in my business and I asked my customer, what is the number one reason why you did not register for the Beyond the Food Academy, right? I had a couple of hundreds, I think I had three or 400 people who had raised their hand to say they needed help, but they weren't in a position or weren't willing to join the academy. So I asked them why. And you know what the second most popular reason came? Is word for word this. I just need to be tougher on myself, that's the solution. And I don't need to spend money. I just need to be tougher on myself. It was tough for me to read this because I know that it doesn't work. I mean, science has been proving it. And we'll get into that in the podcast today. I've proved it to myself. Now, what do you think? Do you think that shaming yourself to the point where you cry or you deprive yourself or you're mean to yourself is going to motivate you more. I know for me, that's what I thought. And it escalated in such a point that I was literally mentally and psychologically crumbling because I just kept going to the next level of tougher and tougher and tougher and tougher that at some point, literally my mental, psychological nervous system just collapsed. And that's close to the time where I ended up in hospital because I could not deprive myself more. I could not be more mean to myself, but I kept trying. And why is that? Why do we keep trying to constantly be tougher on ourselves? Because we have this subconscious belief that that's what's going to make us change. That's what's going to motivate us to change. And I think in part, it's because it works. It works in short term, right? So when I would want to lose weight, I would cut down my calories so fast and so dramatically that I would drop some pounds off. And I was happy and I was proving it to myself that it worked, that if I suffered enough, it would change my behavior. And I was smiling. And everything was working well until it stopped working. And then I became really frustrated, almost enraged that my body was doing this to me, that I was so good and so tough on myself. And all of a sudden it wasn't working. Then from a place of rage and anger towards my own weakness, I proceeded to eat. 
to make me feel better and to eat everything in front of me because I had deprived myself so much and I binge and over time I gained all the weight that I had lost. Does that sound familiar to you? If this is you or in part you, pay real good attention here. What we're going to talk about today will sound counterintuitive. It will feel wrong and almost feel like it's cuckoo, right? As I teach you in my new audio training, for you to change something, you need to feel uncomfortable. So if what I'm teaching you today feels sticky, crazy, and totally out of norm, know that it's because your subconscious mind currently is fighting you on this new concept because it knows that if you apply this new concept into your life, you will produce change and change is risky. So if you want to do this with me, let's continue listening. So as I, again, teach all the time, my first principle to any intervention that I do in my work is education. I need you to know the why and the how. So we remove the whole I'm broken and I need to blame myself because really you aren't. You just don't know what you don't know. So let's start from that perspective that you don't know what you don't know. Where does the belief of you needing to be harsh on yourself or to punish yourself comes from? Like, how did you learn this? Did you learn this from the people around you, from experience? But really what I want you to ask yourself is how were your parent or your caregiver disciplining you? How were they teaching you the behavior they wanted you to have? Did they use punishment, either verbal, emotional, or even physical? And did they use that as a form of motivator towards a behavior change that they wanted you as a child to do? Did they use shaming to motivate you to change or to adopt their belief? And as you got older, the whole belief beyond behavior became really important. And did they use shaming because they couldn't use physical punishment? Did they use shaming instead? Did they say things like, just do what I say and stop asking questions, just obey, you're just stupid, or call you other name. So likely that there's a form of that that has happened when you were young, and that's where you learn the behavior of self-loading, of self-punishment, of being harsh on yourself. But now that you're an adult, here's the real question, did it work, Right? Did it work then? Did it got you feeling great about yourself and being motivated? Or did it got you to a place of fearing being punished and fearing being disciplined and fearing your caregiver and your parent? So to some degree, when you were little, it did work because you're really afraid. But does it work now as an adult? Did it work when you were a teenager and you were rebelling? They actually got them the opposite result that they were aiming for. And now, how's that doing for you? Is it giving you the result that you want? Is it making you feel awesome and happy and joyful about life? Is it a behavior management that is sustainable that will produce what you're here on this planet for, which is to enjoy life? That's what you have to ask yourself. And no one else can do this work but for you to be honest with yourself. Now, let's 
take a side road here and look at what science says about punishment and self-loading and harsh discipline. Because science is a huge part of what I teach all the time, and my students know that. Even with my work with emotion, I want to back it up with science. So when we look at the science of self-loading, there's one particular author that I really love. And it's an author and a researcher in the realm of shaming. So if you've downloaded my new audio training, you heard me talk about Brene Brown. Maybe you know her. She wrote four New York Times bestseller. And here's what she says about self-loading. Self-loading and self-criticism don't drive courageous behavior. They keep us small and quiet. It does zero in driving change. Beating yourself up just leaves you beat up. It doesn't make you braver. In her study around self-loading, she asked women if they were hard on themselves to drive behavior and when they were upset or did something they didn't like. 52% of the women in her research admitted to using self-loading and being hard on themselves. 52%. And I venture to say that in this circle of people we are here listening to this podcast is way higher than that. Based on my student, it's typically... 90% of my students who use self-loading, judgment, shaming, and punishment in hope of behavior change. So there's another study that was done to determine the impact of social comparison, shaming, self-criticism, and its impact on eating behavior. So basically, they took a bunch of women in a weight management program, 2,200 women, which is Pretty high number when it comes to behavioral change studies. The data to that particular study is in the show notes, Stephanie Dozier slash 141 for my ladies that are left brain. And here's the results of it. Shame, self-criticism, and perception of inferiority may play a significant role in self-regulation of eating behavior in overweight people trying to manage their weight. What does that mean is that the shaming, the punishment, the self-criticism we impose to ourselves drives up the behavior of emotional eating. That is my observation in all of my program. That and body shaming body image is a huge trigger for emotional eating. But here's what the research says. On the other hand, the ability to reassure and suit oneself may potentially protect against weight-related negative effectivity and difficulty in regulating eating behavior. So if we can be compassionate and suiting towards ourselves, being accepting, we may regulate our emotion without the intervention of food. Crazy, right? Here's another bit of research here for all of you who are doubting that being harsh on yourself is not working. Kristen Neff, which 
Dr. Neff, I quoted her work in prior podcasts, podcast 120 as an example on self-compassion, has done many studies on the impact of self-compassion. And she notes that trying to be hard on yourself, the hardcore approach, leads to anxiety. Ladies, we create in part our own anxiety. Crazy, right? It triggers self-sabotaging behavior. It triggers worrying, leading to chronic stress, to cortisol, to fat storage hormone, to food craving. Stress is not only external. We impose ourselves stress by our thoughts. And if we have this attitude that self-criticism and self-shaming is the way to go to change our behavior, We are constantly aggressing ourselves with our thought, causing us to emotionally eat, to worry, and to stress. I hope some of you have their come to Jesus moment or their Yoda moment right now because I am mine. And I no longer practice this because clearly it didn't work for me. I ended up in hospital and Clearly, the science is very drastically clear that self-hatred, self-loading, fear is not the way to go. So again, I am asking you to be really honest with yourself. Look back. Are you practicing that on your own self and hoping that your behavior doesn't work? Can you admit that it doesn't work? So if you can, the first step for you is actually to go and download the new audio training because we talk about that right now. It's a one full hour of training. So absolutely urge you to go and get your free copy right now and answer and do all the exercise inside the audio training to come to another solution than self-punishment and self-loading. So beyond what's in the audio training, what can we do? It's so simple, so easy, yet so difficult to accept. Motivation with positive thoughts instead of negative thoughts towards yourself. Positive reinforcement. Simple as that. Switching from harsh negative reinforcement to positive reinforcement. Reinforcing the good behavior, celebrating your wins, being grateful for the right choices, the right action. Be present with that right choices, be inquisitive as to what motivated you to make that right choice. Celebrate. Moms out there listening, isn't it what you're doing with your kids? Positive reinforcement? I mean, teacher know this, right? If you're a teacher, you know this. I mean, you've been taught that in university, right? Gotta positively reinforce those kids. You are a smart woman, that you are a mother or a teacher or just another field of work. You know this, it makes sense. So why aren't we doing it to ourselves? Seriously, why are we not practicing that with ourselves? 
Very simply, focus on reinforcing the good behavior. Celebrate your win. The second approach, the secondary thing to do is to be compassionate. It's not self-pity. It's not for you to sit in a bath of your own tears and have pity on yourself and stop improving yourself. That's not what self-compassion is. Self-compassion means being kind to ourselves instead of self-judging. Trying to understand, be inquisitive as to why you've made the quote-unquote bad choices and wish you did otherwise. Be kind with that choice, with you making that choice. Acknowledge that you are a human. And human are not perfect all the time. Go back to podcast 120 if you're having difficulty with that concept of self-compassion. But be self-compassionate when you make a quote-unquote bad choice and celebrate when you make a good one and really celebrate it so your brain, your subconscious mind starts rewiring because human beings are wired to seek pleasure. So if you are really, truly, honestly celebrating your good, good behavior, at some point your brain will seek more celebration and reinforcement. And if you stop being so harsh on yourself, you won't feel anxious and worried and shameful all the time and you'll be able to focus on the positivity. So here's the key. Number one and I'm going to repeat it again until you cannot hear it from me anymore, go and download the new audio training. I am so proud of the work that we did with that and the content that's being thought. It's a one-hour class of me being in your here, teaching you new ways of looking at your mindset and your food behavior. So go ahead, download that. Second, Start celebrating your win. Focus on the positive. If you cannot find self-compassion yet, at least listen to podcast 120 and start accepting that maybe that's a possibility, but at least focus on the positive and celebrate when you do things well. So there you have it, ladies. I hope I have given you at least a different perspective and maybe motivated you to change your behavior change management tool that you're currently using to move from self-loading punishment to celebrating your win and self-compassion. Remember to share this information with other ladies in your life that are in need of this information share this podcast directly from your listening device, share the show notes, send them an email, get this information out there, leave me a review, be one of the review that I can read and be fueled by. I would really appreciate that. We have a great show coming up. The next podcast coming to you will be an interview from a friend of mine that is really inspiring. We are going to talk to a sister of ours that for years and years has shamed her body, both because of her weight and because of severe skin issue. And she came out of this. 
We're going to listen to her story, how she did it, what she implemented in her life to move from severe body shaming to body neutrality and what we can learn from her story. It is super inspirational. I had goosebumps the whole time I recorded the interview. My friend name is Christina Kerp from Castaway Kitchen, and I'm super proud to be able to bring that to you on the next podcast. I love you, and I look forward to hang out with you on the next episode. My first diet was at 14 years old. I spent years trying to figure out what was the right diet for me, the right quantity of food to eat, when to eat it. What's worse is that I was seeing the same in my patients. I struggle with craving, overeating on healthy food, emotional eating and binging no matter what diet I was on. Keto, paleo, organic, whole food, nothing was stopping it. No one spoke about struggling and I felt so alone and broken. And you may be feeling the same. Maybe you're thinking the more restriction has to be the solution. If only I could be tougher with myself. I wouldn't crave and have those urges. And if it doesn't stop right now, where are you going to end up? You see, what most struggling women never, ever realize is that your relationship to food is simply a reflection to your relationship with yourself. Sadly, most people rely on outdated strategy like restriction, dieting, willpower, and discipline, and they think, that is the solution. Things like black and white mindset, diet pills, or cheat days to control their urges. But you and I both know that being a normal eater is nothing but that. So that's why I want to peel back the curtain and show you exactly how I have changed my relationship to food and how I teach my student to stop overeating, binging, and emotional eating to move to food freedom. And quite frankly, it's different from anything you've ever heard before. I have created an audio training program entitled How to Change Any Eating Habit, specifically the one that is sabotaging you. And inside of that training, I'll show you the three strategies that I use and that I teach that create consistency and confidence that you need to change your eating habit without willpower and discipline. Plus, I'll coach you on specific exercise you need to do in order to implement these strategies successfully in your own life. In order to help women like yourself engage with food in a completely different perspective so that you can stop craving, overeating, binging, and using food to feel better. So if you are ready to step into a new version of yourself that can change permanently the relationship to food that you have right now, head over to stephaniedodzie.com training. And I'll see you on the other side.